Welcome back. I'm Gary Parr. And I'm Cindy Baldwin. And you are listening to the midweek version of Fiber Talk, the twice-weekly podcast for the Needlework Artists. And this is Podcast Wednesday, so Stitch Hour will be next Wednesday. Uh, Special guest next Wednesday now. So this past Sunday uh, was Malou and Bill Bancroft from Honduras Threads. Well, they're going to be live with us on the 21st. And we've got uh, a truckload of photos of the work that the ladies in Honduras, of the products that they make. So we're going to get to uh, put them on the screen and talk about them. Um, yeah, that'll be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they do some beautiful work. And, of course, their palette is so colorful that, um, yeah, so we get to talk about that. So uh, Bill and Malou will be live with us on next Wednesday on the Stitch Hour. Cool. And Sunday's guest, Natasha Kellerman of Dice and Needle. Talk to her because uh, it's a needlework shop, but she, uh, uh, about half of her shop is selling games. So, Oh. Yeah, kind of a different mix there, yep. Yeah. Uh, board games and role-playing games and then uh, needlework. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not, not your normal shop combination. <laughs> No, no. So, yeah. So that was interesting. Yep. All right. The stuff that really matters now. You finished Fantasia. <laughs> wow. Yes. Debbie Debbie Rowley's Fantasia. Now, was that a, a seminar piece or a teaching piece or just? It was um, ANG's virtual seminar in 2021. Okay. When you know nobody could go anywhere. Right. Right. <laughs> Yep. So I, I wouldn't have gone to seminar, so I wouldn't have gotten to do it if it hadn't been for the virtual seminar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, what, uh, 12 by 12-ish? Yeah, about that. One of mm-hmm. Debbie's bigger ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with all the stitches. That color, uh, the color palette on that reminds me of the, um, oh, she has another one. I want to say pineapple, but that's not right. Uh Another big one, but yeah, when she gets her her purples and yellows and stuff going, it's really striking. Yeah, yeah. the um, the watercolors is peach melba. Okay. So that has pink and yellow and apricot and purple, and she maybe the one you're thinking about is fantastic. That could be. Uh, we did. I think that was a that might have been a cyber pointers project, but I changed colors online uh, mm-hmm. because I knew that I had Fantasia <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in those colors. And I, I mean, I don't object to having two things that are the same color, but, um, but I why just wanted you? to do something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you stick to the colors with uh, uh, Fantasia that she specified? Yeah, it was, a, you had to buy the kit oh, because okay. it was ANG seminar. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't, you know, everything came with it. I didn't see any reason to change anything because I like the colors. Yeah. Yeah, she does a really really nice job of, well, I've always thought when it comes to Connie Canvas, she's just absolutely one of the best. But um, uh, she does a really nice job of using a variety of stitches without overdoing it. She's really good at finding that happy medium between not enough and because it's real easy to get just too many 
Jessica's and Walnettos and stuff, and pretty soon it just becomes this visual mishmash. Yeah, you know she's holding a design class, right? Yes, I, I got that announcement. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> Signed up, huh? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Beth was tempted because she sent it to me. She said, well, I'm, I'm on Debbie's list. I just hadn't read it. She said, look at this. And I, I said, I, no way that I'll be able to, you know, do it consistently, like participate regularly to benefit from it. So I have to pass. But um, uh, she was interested. So uh, fire off an email to her. Maybe you can suck her in. <laughs> Oh, we've already had that conversation. Oh, oh it's too late. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she uh, actually, I haven't seen the email either. Uh, and we were supposed to have breakfast last Friday. And then she texted me and said she wasn't able to to uh, make it. And that's when she said, have you seen Debbie's new class? And I, I didn't know she had a new class. <laughs> so I went and looked at my email and I read through it and I went and signed up for it. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to Beth and said, "Okay, I'm in. Are you?" <laughs> did she did and she I, cave? No, she, uh, I she said that it wasn't a good time for her. Uh-huh. I don't know if they've got travel plans or or what, but <laughs> she she said she wasn't going to be able to get to the classes okay. or you know to Yeah. And, and you know, she, Debbie is really good about recording everything so that you can go back to it and look at it. But for something like this, you probably do want to try to get to all of the the sessions. And truthfully, I hadn't even looked to see if it was a time that I could do it. And unfortunately <laughs> it is. I went back and looked and, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one, you know, uh, if it's a, a design and, and a class for stitching the design, yeah, you can do, do the recorded stuff. But I think if if it's how to design, you really need to have that interaction as much as possible. Yeah. So I've taken a couple of design. Well, so one of them was the one that Orna Willis did. You know, mm-hmm. I think you did that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, come design with me. Right. And that was that was more of a uh, like looking into her head to see how she does things. Yeah. Yeah. That was. About. That was excellent. I really, uh, I never did finish the piece, but it was so fun to see what, at least get a a glimpse of what a designer goes through. Right. Yeah, that was good. Yep. And then A&G had uh, a cyber class on designing, I think it was last year. And I did that, and I didn't get a whole lot out of it because she really went back to the basics Mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of it was stuff I already knew. So yeah. uh, Doesn't mean I didn't get some useful things out of it. I did, but um, you know what I, I see people like Debbie and Curdy Biggs designing with these Gene Hilton stitches and changing the shape and size and all of that kind of stuff of them. And I, I keep wondering if there's a way to, there's some secret <laughs> <laughs> to 
adapting those stitches or if you just have to get the graph paper out and get your way through it. So I'm hoping that'll be one of the things Debbie will talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Is it just pure experience or, uh-huh. or do I need it to go this way? So I'll, yeah, you just literally yeah draw it out and stitch it and yeah. see if it'll work. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Debbie has done, Jessica's that are gigantic. She does triangular Jessica's. Um, Fantasia and also Fantastic have oval Jessica's. You know, she she just yeah. has all different kinds of of ways to stitch a Jessica. Mm-hmm. besides just a round or a square right right yeah yeah did, so, did she sit yeah. down did she sit down for a weekend and just see how many she could create how many shapes she could create or is it uh you know i need this to go this way so she figures it out for this particular design yeah yeah is, is there a database yeah. a database of jessica's <laughs> right yeah well, and I have the two books that uh, Carol Lake and Michael Boren put together with, um, I think they're called Twisty Stitches. Uh-huh. And those those are really, really good reference books. And they, they do show some ways to modify the stitches. Mm-hmm. And, and they do, there, there are two volumes and, you know, the, you know they, they have all the Gene Hilton stitches in them. They're not huge books, but right. they do have a lot of really good diagrams in them. Yeah. Yeah, those books, the books those guys did, uh, they, they've got several of them. Uh, yeah. are, are, if you're going to do much needlepoint, they're worth owning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, they, yeah, they have, for like, if you're doing painted canvas, they, there's several books for <laughs> water, grass, sky, whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Because um, you see that question come up a lot, in uh, particularly in Needlepoint Nation. You know, what what stitch would you use for sky or for grass? And right. and yeah, d- go get their books and mm-hmm. you know get three or four of those books, and then you 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 know when you when you want an answer right now, you can look it up rather than waiting for somebody to come in and help you out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, so Debbie's, uh, Fantasia, um, mm-hmm. any particular challenges there? I mean, her instructions are always so, so good that, uh, right. even the difficult stuff is easy, but, um. So yeah. I did the center motif a few times, uh, and I can't remember what it's called. It's, um, done with. They think at least three threads and one of them is watercolors. There's some metallic. Maybe there's just two threads in there. And I, I seem to recall I struggled with that a little bit mm-hmm. and I don't remember what it was. Some of it was using a really long piece of watercolors uh. to get the whole thing done. And so the, it is a little fuzzy at the end, <laughs> but and then the other thing was, and this wasn't difficult, it was just, um, I don't want to say tedious because I don't find 
doing needlework tedious. But the two outer borders are all Smyrna crosses. Mm-hmm. And I turn my canvas as I work to, you know, be have the working area close to me. Sure. And I kept forgetting to make sure that I was crossing the top oops. <laughs> stitch <laughs> on the Smyrna's the right way. Ah, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I took those some of those out a few times. <laughs> that's annoying. Now that's just flat annoying when that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's the equivalent. Uh, the 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 spurnas are are the equivalent of cross stitch and cross stitch. You you got to have that top one always the same. Yep. Right. It doesn't matter what way the bottom ones go, but the no. top ones have to go the right direction. Right. Or it, yeah, it looks really funky in a hurry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah yeah right so yeah. yeah once i once i kind of i picked just picked it up in february to start working on it again and i really didn't have very much left to finish it so uh, now i have one thing done well, one of those where you pick it up and you go why didn't I finish this months ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Not much left. Yeah. Four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was, I was giving you the, you know. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Trying to help you so out here. I, actually, I finished two things this year. Wow. Already. Yeah. I finished. It's a mystery. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Look at you flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, really what it is, is just spending more time stitching. There, there is that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was cooking right along and now I've had a couple of weeks here where uh, not much has happened, but, um, what are you working on? Uh, I'm working on the Gay Ann Rogers, um, uh, Lady Mary geometric. Mm-hmm. It's just her, it's from her Downton Abbey series. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I did the Lady Edith one. Yeah. I have, I have them all. Uh, so I want them all hanging on a wall somewhere, but, uh, they're, they're just great to work on. Well, I mean, they're gay and Rogers, so that makes them just really good anyway, but. Uh, and they're beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be working on that. I I was cooking right along there and then got waylaid. So. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, it happens. Yep. So I've got that and beloved sitting here. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Have you started that one? Yeah, I put in uh, a dozen or fifteen stitches. I got I got oriented, so now I can go. Yeah, using uh, Vicky Clayton silks on that one. Wow. Yeah. 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 If you ever get a get a, a reason to use Vicky Clayton silks, yep. Yeah, they are nice. They're really nice. Easily as good as MPI. Oh, nice. Yeah, easily. Yeah, and I really like MPI. Mm-hmm. But but so, yeah, I, I kind of stopped myself because uh, after doing uh, Sarah Parr with that silk mori, I wonder, I wonder, if, you know, I'm at the other <laughs> end of the spectrum now, so it really sounds a lot better. You know, they're, they're really a lot better to me than they really are, just because I was struggling with that silk mori so much. Um, but so what what was giving you problems with it? It just it it fuzzes up so fast. Oh, and it just it's it's this flyaway silk. Like some days, I'm convinced it could just levitate by itself. Uh-huh. And I ended up having to use shorter lengths, which you know is just 
more starts and finishes. Right. And uh, but you had to you had to watch it because it would fuzz up and it would lose that luster in a hurry. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and then other days it was it was a lot of it was environmentally related. I mean, I, it's probably just fine. But you know, there would be days where um, uh, it stitched better, and I didn't even think about it. And then other days where I was just ready to throw it all in the trash. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. I had a whole lot more trouble with it when we lived in Illinois really? than, than when we moved to St. Louis. Oh, in the winter especially? I think I think it's the extra humidity that was helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I tried wetting it, you know, just a, a sponge, a, a semi-wet sponge and wetting it. And I would have luck, but, you know, it, after a few draws through, then it dries out. So, um, right. So and that was that was helping, but yeah, it it went a lot better once I got to St. Louis. So um, uh, it just it, it just was just so erratic. But the the fact that it fuzzed up so much, uh, there were there were many times when uh, you know I'd I'd just cut off or just end off a with a good length yeah. left just because it was just fuzzing up too much. So so yeah, way it goes. <clears throat> I got it done. Looks good. Yeah. So yeah. Have you taken it to the framer yet? No, no, not yet. Put it away, rolled it up, and put it away. But that's uh, going to the framers next. Um, just haven't had a chance. So, um, yeah, I did a. And that you, you bring up a good point because I I had to have a, a major clean out in this room, and it was just my work surfaces were disappearing rapidly. So I wrapped it up. You know, put it on a piece of pipe and wrapped it up and put it away. And, and yeah, now I need to get it out to remember that it needs to go to the framer. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, it's yeah. going to look nice. It's it, it came out good. So, yeah. Are you going to hang it for a while before you give it to Sarah? No. 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 I'll You'll take just some... have to go over to her house to see right. it. Right. I'll just take some pictures yeah. and uh, off it goes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I'll be glad to give it to her. Yeah, it's a it's a neat yeah. one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 really nice. Yeah. No, it's uh. Yeah. I'm I'm uh. I'm generally opposed to giving needlework as gifts because generally it's not appreciated. But in this instance, yeah, it'll be uh, right. Highly appreciated. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Had a had a chuckle. Somebody wrote to me. I'm not going to give the name because I don't want to embarrass them. <clears throat> but we were talking about the um, cyber pointers Fibonacci swirls. Uh-huh. Uh I think it was when we were talking about it in the live show. And she she wrote that she was searching for Fibonacci squirrels. Oh. <laughs> it, we, we, yeah, she she thought we were saying squirrels. <laughs> oh dear. And then she realized it was swirls and then she found it and uh like S W I R L S folks. Um, uh, yeah. But I, I was really tempted to to go to the old Google and put in Fibonacci squirrels just to see what came up. I bet she had a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! You know, my mind. All right, what would be a Fibonacci squirrel? You know. <laughs> well, you know that's that's the whole squirrel thing. Right. Right. I, I mean, I saw that on your list, and I thought, oh, you know, it's it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Drop this and pick up that. Yeah, no, yeah, it was just it was just amusing. I felt bad yeah. for her, but also I think she 
laugh. You know, she was getting a good chuckle out of it because she just oh, a quick, sure. just a quick email that was was an interesting search. Yeah, I bet it was. Google's going what? <laughs> uh huh. You want what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I was um, well, I participate. Obviously, in the needlework, I, I don't participate as much. Um, I don't take the time because you can really get sucked into answering questions. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I, I'm involved in a lot of cycling groups, too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, any of these groups, and when I was doing marine aquariums, you know, it was the same thing. You get people, you get the same questions all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they pop up, and, and if you've answered a lot of them, or tried to help out in some way or another. After a while, it's just like, you know, would you look it up? Mm-hmm. And it, it can get really frustrating. But uh, uh, we had that in the marine aquarium uh, hobby, and it happens in cycling all the time. And it, uh, I've just done it so long, but you forget how important it is to take the time to answer those questions, even though you've answered them 10 times. Right. Uh, because you just you just never know, you know, because you know, look it up. Well, a lot of people, uh, if, especially if they're new, they don't even know enough to know what to look up. Right. And yeah, I, I think it, it's just important to to call attention to it. You know, help people out. Assume assume you're that person who doesn't know where the thread goes in the needle, and um, you know. <laughs> and you don't want to turn people off. You know, right. because I, you know, we've over the years had people come to local guild meetings one time and then you never see them again. And or you see them someplace else or you hear that, well, they didn't come back because they thought we were all snooty. Right. You know, because nobody talked to them or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, you don't want to to. To get, make somebody say, well, this is not the hobby that I'm interested in because the people are all snobs or won't answer questions or whatever. And it can be hard to find the answer to something that's been asked aside from the fact that you don't know how to ask it, but just searching through previous comments and stuff like that is really kind of a pain in the butt. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And like, if you're doing it on Facebook, like searching in a Facebook group, uh, yeah. Uh, you'd think they'd have that search engine a little better, but it's it's just not. Um, no. no, but yeah, that whole yeah, that whole thing. Because uh, now you know, since we came to St. Louis and we joined a church, and it's a huge mm-hmm. church, and fitting in there has been difficult. Mm. And because you know, these are all people who have been going to church for years; they right. know each other. Uh, you know, that they just function within this fabric and for you to break in is really tough. And mm-hmm. same thing with, with any hobby, but, you know, needlework is, is our topic. So, uh, you know, that there's that whole thing and, and you, you need to welcome them in because I, I was uh, thinking the other day, what are we doing as experienced stitchers, if you will, to, make new people feel comfortable and to make them mm-hmm. feel wanted and helped and right. help them, you know, and doing it constructively. Right. 
you know, that's the other part is, is not the condescending, oh, you're doing it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> not that, not that. Right. Um, yeah, like more, more along the lines of, have you considered this or, you know, mm-hmm. an alternative is this or, uh, yeah, I learned this way and yeah. Right. Let Next them... time try this. Right. Right. Not, oh, that's wrong. No, that's, you know, the police will get you on that one. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just so easy to be snippy and, uh, snobby and everything else. And, uh-huh. and, and yeah, and, and all it takes is one of those and you turn, you turn a person off and, you know, they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, uh, on the other hand, we've found that sometimes we, we get so excited about what we're doing that we overwhelm people with all, uh-huh. all the information. Yep. You know, it's too much, it's too much, too fast. And yep. uh, So you have to kind of find some kind of a medium there. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I'm really guilty of that. Uh, We, we met a couple at church uh, that actually just happened to live down the road about uh, half a mile. And he's Mm -hmm. a cyclist. And this was Saturday night. And Marga had met the the wife and mentioned that I was a cyclist. And so then he was asking me and talking about indoor trainers and what I use and how I do it in the winter. And I just, yeah, say, you know, well, I do this and this and this is, oh, this is fantastic. And you should try this and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, what? Shut up. Just, just shut up. He, you know, he just asked a simple question. He doesn't need chapter and verse of my entire Uh history of riding trainers in the basement, you know? Um, yeah, it's real easy. Yeah. You're, you're fired up. Someone's semi interested and you just do a mind dump on them. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And and then they run away. (laughs) No, (laughs) I just asked if wheels were round, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I did it. I did it. And I caught my, I caught myself, but it was too late. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Too much. Oh, yeah. Well. Lost another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He seemed semi-interested, but yeah, it was it was a lot. But yeah, that's it's you know that's really easy to and especially if if somebody comes to your house or you're face to face, oh, you you can start hauling stuff out of your bag and and uh, yeah yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, those online things and, and it's, you know, look it up, but you know, you you can, uh, giving people links, you know, here's a Mm -hmm. link to, a uh, an example, a link to a video. These days you can give links to videos all day long. Oh yeah. Uh, that's really helpful for people, especially new people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah, here, try these, try these people, um, they really show you how to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sign up with Debbie Rowley, her classes. Mm-hmm. She'll teach you how. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really easy as a, as a, as a veteran, if you will, to, um, um, yeah, not be Overwhelmed. very helpful. Yeah. 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 Or like you say, not be very helpful. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's worth, and it's worth, and take the time. Either take the time or don't answer. Let someone right. else answer. But right. uh, yeah, be careful how you do it. 
and and even even in groups like like Needlepoint Nation, where you know it's just vast majority are veteran stitchers, there's always beginner questions all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, people need help, and they want you know they yeah, so. And you want to encourage the new people, yeah, people that are just starting in in it, you know, and you know, it was maybe different a few years ago when there were needle workshops mm-hmm. all, everywhere. Uh, Robin and I were kind of talking about this the other day. We we were just uh, stitching with some people who are basically cross stitchers, and they were amazed at all the different kinds of things that we do, but. We were talking later, and both of us took classes at shops. We took classes through the guilds, uh, you know, things like the pulled thread and black work and, you know, just some of these other techniques that you don't see very often Yeah. in, you know, whatever. Right. They're out there, you know, they're on Pinterest and, and all of those other things, but you have to know about them to look for them, mm-hmm. to find the designers. Yeah. And if you've never seen it anywhere, you don't know what there is out there. Right. Yeah. Oh, like black work would be a classic example. You see a piece of black work and you wouldn't even know to search for the word black work. Uh, you know, if you, right. especially if, if it's done in color. Yeah. Which doesn't help a <laughs> lick, does it? <laughs> Right. Yeah. So and now, you know, with the with so many shops gone, you know, we don't have the shops as a well, you don't see, you know, you don't see the charts and the, yeah. all of that kind of stuff that you would if you had a shop to go into. Number one. Right. And yeah. and then if the shop offered classes, you know, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Because and, and, and then uh the shop there might be a shop nearby, but in in my instance, in St. Louis, the two shops are painted canvas shops. Right. And now we just had a cross stitch shop open up that's like two miles from me, and I have yet to be there. But um, you know that's that's the first cross stitch shop. So if you were to go to a needlework shop in St. Louis uh, a year ago. All you would see is painted canvas, and that's really all that they know. Right, right. Because that's their focus. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to go in and ask cross-stitch questions, well, you might trip over somebody who, who actually knows, but um, mm-hmm. you know, they're painted canvas people. That's what they do. It's what they specialize in. Right. And and uh, now you guys tend to have to drive long distances to see, go to any kind of a shop. Mm-hmm. Out there and out there in the hinterlands of Iowa, which you're really right. not. But, um, well, but the, I mean, on the other hand, there. I mean, we can get to Chicago in three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, St. Louis is six hours away. I mean, there's nothing that's really terribly far away. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Minneapolis is six hours away. Right. So, you know, we can get to these places. But it's a day trip. Um, it's a day trip, yeah. right? And, and you have to, and it yeah. is a day trip, you know. So we we do that. We'll go over to uh, Naperville, and there's a painted canvas shop, Stitcher's Garden, in mm-hmm. Naperville, and then in Glen Ellen, there is a um, 
cross-stitch shop called Tomorrow's Heirlooms. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I mean, they have counted needlepoint too, but they don't have much in painted canvas. If, if anything, I've been in there for a year or so. So, yeah. but you know, you know, we just uh, spend the whole day right. hitting needle workshops. Right. Yeah. But, but it's uh, as opposed to, uh, I need this skein of thread. Let me run over to the store and get it. Yeah. You don't have right. that option. Yeah. yeah. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are in that boat, you know, and I need this skein of thread. I can order it. It'll be here in a week. Right. Um, If the shop has it in stock. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. And that is not always a guarantee. And uh, yeah. And then, then, yeah, then it starts that whole supply chain uh, set of dominoes where, yeah, I'll order it for you. Oh, the supply, you know, the the distributors out, uh, they're getting it, you know, their shipments due next week. And yeah. 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 Yep. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, and that's one of the cool things. Speaking of, I need a skein of thread. I always am marvel at when people post, particularly on Facebook, I'm, you know, I'm at the end of this project and I need like two more feet of this color of thread in this dye lot. Dye lot, yeah. Man, <laughs> you got to be quick to be the one that provides the thread because people are really good at it. Right. And I, I'm amazed at how many shops chime in too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, you know that often a shop will have thread that's been discontinued because, you know, they have to buy a minimum amount Right. Uh, for most, most companies. You know, so let's say they have to buy six cards of whatever or six Mm -hmm. spools. You know, they're going to have it for a while unless you have a lot of people doing that particular project. Yeah. But, yeah, I I think that's that is something that I think it's it's a fantastic resource. And you're right. People are just right on the spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and usually the poster, you know, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for postage. And invariably, it's uh, just give me your address. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, it's in the mail. Just enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, just, out, it's out of my stash. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't using it anyway. Just take it. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very cool thing. And, and people are always immediately ready to help out. Um, yeah. it's, in a lot of instances, faster than if you went to a store to get it. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, that's one of the cool things, yeah. And there are a lot of people out there with large stashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, there are. There are. Yeah. So, uh, light. Somebody asked me not too long ago what light I was using, mm-hmm. and that was you know we need to talk about this on the list of things to talk about. Is do people use enough light? No. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I, you know, I think that um, so many people say, oh, I used to do that, but I can't see it anymore. And my first thought is, well, you probably were stitching someplace that didn't have enough light. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even if you're, if your vision isn't great, if you've got good light, that can make up for some of the deficiencies in vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still 
use magnification, but a good bright light is more important. I think absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think, I think a lot of people would find they don't need a magnifier if they would just use good light. Right. Yeah. I know. I mean, for, for me, I think particularly with needlepoint, the magnifier is just a crutch because it's there. Right. Uh, and, and the light, the ring light around it, I might as well look through the magnifier, but with right. the good light, I really don't need the, um, the magnifier. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I notice is that my, my stitches are better when I use the magnifier as compared yeah. to I don't, yeah. you know, they're laid better or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, that's a, like you say, a crutch. Right. Well, and, and, and that's, that's its own little evil, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because under a magnifier, you can futz with stitches till the <laughs> cows come home. And if you'd take a moment and step back six or eight inches, you'd realize you're fiddling around with something that's just not making any difference at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do have a lamp like yours. I forget who's, who's the manufacturer. Um, light bright. I'm not uh, sure. So, no, yeah. So. Something like that. Yeah. But it, it's the next, I think it's a five X instead of the whatever is normal. And Ooh. I, I got it. I got it for mom to try and mm. she didn't like it, but I kept it, you know, cause it wasn't all that expensive. And, and, uh, you know, I have people over here that need light to stitch and don't necessarily need the magnifier, but need the light. But I actually used it the other day because one of my pumpkin projects, I was, uh, I used my, uh, you know, I've got the craft optics with the wonderful light and the really good, magnifiers on the glasses but I was stitching on I think it's 36 count uh, kind of a natural linen and the thread that I was using was very similar in color Mm -hmm. I was having trouble seeing it sure so I tried the the magnifying lamp with the 5x magnifier and uh, right away I could see places that I missed stitches and had gone in. So this is two over two and I had, you know, gone in between instead. I did two over one, one over two, you know, whatever. Uh, So for that color on that fabric, uh, the extra light and magnification is what I needed. Yeah. And once I switched over to that, I just kind of flew through it. You know, it didn't take me any time at all. Now the other threads are there's much more contrast and I can see those with my normal craft optics mm-hmm. with any trouble. But sometimes you just need a little extra. And and the thing is is that the thread shows up fine on the fabric. It's a little bit lighter than the fabric, and the fabric is a, a kind of an oatmeal color. It's not a real pale yeah. linen. And the thread was kind of an off-white. I just, you know, just yeah. it looks nice. And you can see it when it's stitched. But while I was stitching it, I was having trouble. Yeah. And then you put the magnifier on it. And who stitched this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So mine, mine is a two and a half diopter 
And yours, okay. that's a five? I think it's a five. Because you, you can get too much magnification. So does that, do you find you have to make sure you're looking right in the middle or? Yes. Okay. I, it, it, I, it took a little getting used to. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Because, and just for people who don't know, the, your, your normal stitching thing, those are, those are the magnifiers that go right on your, over your glasses. Mm-hmm. Or, Yeah. The craft optics, no, they have the the glasses are built. They're, built they're right part in. of it. Yeah. The um, uh, glasses with my prescription bifocal glasses, um, and then they have little telescopes on them and a um, LED light. Focused right, right on, focused right, right on your work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The light is mounted on the bridge of the glasses. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the on the telescopes, because I can flip that up. I can flip up the telescopes and the light to, you know, to just look through the bifocals. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to me about that, because I almost pulled the trigger on that. Uh, yeah, they're they're pricey, but um, I've never heard anybody complain about them. Um, so tell me if you're watching uh, TV and stitching. Does it get to be a, a a problem, or how how does that work for you? So, when I ordered the craft optics, the optician called me and asked me what I wanted in the top of the bifocal, ah. and that's that was her question. Do you watch TV? And I said no. I want you know I want the uh, I want it to be the distance that I would be looking at a chart. Okay. So, uh, I am nearsighted, but in my living room, I can see the TV fine without any correction. I see. All right. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of in that stage where, you know, whatever my, you know, eyes are doing at my age. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, my farsight has gotten better as I've gotten older and the nearsight has gotten worse. Yeah. See, I'm like that too. So yeah. So I, like I can look over my glasses and watch TV and not have any trouble at all. That's what I do. Yeah. And, and okay. you know, when you're stitching, you're not actually, you're only watching intermittently. Mm-hmm. Any. Right. 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 Yeah. So, Cause if you have to pay full attention, then you got the wrong thing on the screen. You need something else to watch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because it is more listening than watching. So if if there's something new that I want to watch, I don't stitch while I'm watching it because I want to watch TV. Right. If I want to have the TV on while I'm stitching, then I'll, you know, you know, put some movies on or something like that that I've seen a zillion times. I only have to listen and look up every once in a while. Right. If I want to. Or, you know, like cycling or you know, hockey games or racing or, you know, whatever it is, something that you only have to look up periodically to see what's going on. Right. Yes. Yeah, sports, yeah, a lot of sports, baseball, football, all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can stitch because the actual action, what somebody said the other day, I read something in a football game, how few minutes there is actual action. <laughs> that goes on and of course baseball is the worst um, oh yeah you know they're just 
three hour game and there's there's probably 15 minutes of actual action you know Mm -hmm. but uh yeah most sports yeah you can you can stitch your brains out and not miss a thing yeah right yeah and you pick up on those audio uh, clues too uh announcer aside like Mm -hmm. football you can tell from the crowd noise when the next play is about to go yeah it's so yeah and and really you know i think you talked about this in the episode with when you talked to rinda about vision, or maybe we talked about it in another podcast. It's it's just like working on the computer or reading or anything else where you're focusing close. Periodically, you need to look up and look away yes, and refocus your eyes on at different distances. And having the TV going is a good way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, you, you know that you are going to look up at that periodically. I, I listen to podcasts a lot. And if I have been sitting and stitching for a couple of hours, when I get up and start moving around, it takes my eyes a while to kind of refocus and, <laughs> you know, the, for the distance vision to kind of come back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's boy, that is one right there. Uh, podcasts. If you have a good podcast, that's an hour, hour plus, you can absolutely immerse yourself and it just get lost and never move. Yeah. It's, um, it's real easy to do. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Uh, and I, I just, you know, I, I've got a whole, I don't know, 20 or so that I listen to just, you know, on rotation. They're just, mm-hmm. they just come up on my app and I just listen through them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have a bunch too. Yeah. Some of them you've recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. No, well, that's um, and and that um, uh, show we did with uh, Rinda and Kelly. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get new glasses. I need to get new glasses, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we just got uh, eye insurance through through the company I work for. So okay. I forget what the deal is. Anyway, it's affordable. So I'm gonna get um, uh, regular bifocals like I have now, where they're gradual. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as Kelly had suggested, I'm going to get the ones that have lines. Yeah. I'm going to get a second pair for stitching um, mm-hmm. that have lines because uh, of what she said. So that's, yeah, that's coming up here in the next couple, three weeks to um, take advantage of that. And so then, back to the craft craft optics. Yes. The reason I went with those over, I needed a new lamp. My Dazor had died. And... So I looked at, I, I tried to see if I could send it to Dazor and have them fix it. And they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he said, we, we can, you know, he'd give me a hundred dollars off my next lamp, but they're still, they're expensive and they are not portable. Yeah. You know, they sit on a big heavy base and they yeah. don't move. And, you know, I go lots of different places and stitch. So then that meant I would have to take a lamp along so that I'd have enough light. Um, Even if I didn't need the magnification, I needed the extra light most places. So, you know, that's one more thing you have to carry. Well, so the craft optics I can take anywhere. And so I, you know, I do have to carry those, but they come in a nice little case. Everything packs up, just fits in the case, the, the glasses and the, uh, the battery and the core cable and all of that kind of stuff. Just, fits in this nice little case and it's easy to take and 
use wherever I am. Yeah. Take us through that process, because that's a serious process. They aren't just telling you, here's some magnifiers, good luck to you. Um, oh, no. That's, you, you, yeah. They, uh, you either send them a copy of your prescription or tell them your, uh, you know, your eye doctor, give them your eye doctor's contact information, which is what I did. And they, they go and they get your prescription. And then they, you know, they, there are questions that you answer when you order them mm-hmm. about, you know, your, what you're doing, what kind of craft or whatever, because, you know, there's people that are doing beading and woodworking and, you know, all kinds of different things uh, that use these right. glasses. So, you know, you know, you give them some information about that and what kind of near or far, not really uh, distance in inches or anything like that, but close up or, you know, middle or whatever. And then, like I say, the optician did call me to find out what I wanted in the top part of the bifocals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, I got them and they're easy to, to use. You know, I just started, put them on and started using them. Okay. So, all right. So that was because, yeah. And, and they have experience because where I saw them firsthand and actually tried them was at a model train show. So uh-huh. people who are, are painting little people for model train sure. layouts and detailing on engines and boxcars and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, same kind of work, different medium. But mm-hmm. so when you got them after the questions and, and the prescriptions and all that, when you got them, did you put them on and they were spot on and off you went? Or was there yep. still some adjustment? Oh, they nailed it, huh? They nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Now, and you can do... They tell you how to adjust um, the distance between the telescopes and all that kind of stuff. But they they try to dial everything in for you so that you don't have to do any of that kind of adjusting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And if my prescription changed, or I probably should say when my prescription changes enough that I need new glasses, you can send them back. And for it's under $100, they put new lenses in for you. Oh, worth it right there. Uh-huh. So that invest all right, so then that speaks to the investment because they're not cheap. But no. But it's a one time thing and then it's not like you then have to replace them they it like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll pay that all day long for an updated prescription. Wow. Right. Right. Okay. And the thing to do is to watch because they have sales periodically, you know, a uh-huh. hundred bucks off or whatever. And that's, that's when I got mine. They, they were on sale and I had some extra money. So it's like, okay, this is go for it. Yeah. Cause see, all right. So that, okay. A couple more questions on that. So that appeals to me because now here we're in, in my studio room where I stitch, I have a big, magnifier whatever the name is on a big heavy base and yep. you know it yeah you wheel it into place and it works out great i mean it's ideal you can adjust it and get it where you want it and everything but mm-hmm. if i wanted to to sit downstairs and watch tv with marga right. that now entails getting out my travel light which mm-hmm. is either either has to be clamped or has to sit on a table Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it, it just more hassle than it's worth, quite frankly. And so I don't do it. Well, yet mm-hmm. 
if I had these, all I'd have to do is take my stitching downstairs with these craft uh, optic uh, devices, and I could just sit down in a chair and stitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. All right, so mm -hmm. tell me about the light. Is it is it strong enough? How long does it last? Is it re, uh, what USB C recharge? How does that work? It has USB C plus the older. Um, okay. And uh, you know, like USB whatever. Got, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and everything I've got now is USB C, so I just you know have power cords. All over that. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. But I can plug stuff in. Uh, yeah, the battery is about the size, a little, it's smaller than a pack of cigarettes. And uh, there's two levels to the light. So you can do, you know, it's the brightest or you can uh, lower the brightness if, if you don't. I just usually use it on the, the brightest level. Mm -hmm. uh, the battery lasts a long time. I've been surprised at how long I it will go before I have to recharge it. And you can plug it in while you're using it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so okay, can... by so by a long time. So if you ladies go to do a stitch in public thing at the library where you're gonna be there for three or four hours, it is it, the battery doesn't even enter into your calculation. Not at all. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean it 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 will go for days. You know, oh. two or three hours a day. Oh my! Okay. Yeah. I see, would, now, now, see what so, you got me. What you got me thinking is, do I really want to buy these lined bifocals, or do I want to take that money and and put it toward craft optics? Is what you got me thinking. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you're still not going to have your light. Right. You'll have the vision, but you won't have the light. Right. Yeah. Would I be happier and and would I be able, more willing to stitch elsewhere? Anywhere you want to go. Yeah. On the airplane? Yep. You're traveling? Without it being a great big production. Uh-huh. So, so literally, pop these things on, flip the switch, and stitch. Right. Hmm. See, if you want to talk to somebody, you flip up the the uh, light and magnifiers, the telescopes, so, so that you, don't you can blind look them. at them without blinding <laughs> them. Ah. Yeah. Oh man, now you got my wheel spinning. Because cause the when I looked at them and I asked the price, and it was a sale price, you know, a a trade show sale price mm -hmm. i have to say i flinched and uh -huh. did some tap dance to get out of there because um you know if he just said 250 i'd have bought him but yeah. um you know i i flinched but then you know now as we talk about this i think wait a minute am i will i you know for that money you know i'll get i bet i get more use out of it that's interesting mm hmm mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, that was kind of the, what I went through with, okay, do I buy a new days or light? And the days or lights are great. I, you know, I've probably, I've been stitching and using a magnifying lamp for 
I don't know, 40 years. And I've had, I think, two or three. Mm-hmm. And the the light and the magnifier wasn't the problem. It was the arm that usually failed on them. Uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the three, I think I had three total. Two or three. The part that should uh, last yeah. forever fails. Good. <laughs> right. Well, because you're constantly moving it around. Yeah. You know, you move it over to so you, that you can see what you're doing, and then you move it out of the way to get up and move around. Uh, so it it just, you know, gets a lot of use. I, at least, I used it that way a lot. And so right. that's why the arm, the arm failed or the, the hinge on the arm has mm-hmm. failed. Uh, you know, so, okay, well, I could have spent, you know, those are almost $500 for just the top part. I already had a base, so I didn't need a new base. Yeah. If you need a base, then, you know, you add on. Right. Uh, but again, they are not movable, easily movable. Right. You know, so if I'm here by myself, I usually sit in the living room or and because I don't have my studio organized. <laughs> But that's but another I, show. <laughs> well, that's another, yeah. Uh, if I have people over and we're stitching, we sit in the dining room. Mm-hmm. And so then I don't have the lamp there. Yeah. Then I got to drag it over. Well, you know, I don't, I just don't want to, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I spent a little more money and got everything all in one. So lit- literally, no matter where you want to stitch, you just need your your needle and project and craft optics, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I you take know, it I, to the library with me. I take them. And it depends on what I'm working on. If I'm working on a needlepoint piece, where and I know that there's adequate light, then I don't take them. Right. But I, you know, I've I've been working on Earth Spiral, whenever I've we've been out stitching in public, mm-hmm. and that's on 28 count linen. And that I do need a little extra help to see. Yeah. Because hmm. it's not it's not cross stitch. A combination of of um, well, kind of needlepoint stitches and pulled pulled thread. Yeah. And hmm. so you know, I, there's a lot of counting involved, and and I need to be able to see the individual threads. So yeah, I, I take the craft optics with me and I can work on it just fine. Oh boy. You've done it. I think. Yeah. Well, cause it, for me, like I'm happy sitting up here in this room all day long, you know, I got a TV up here, computers, the whole bit, you know, I could sit here all day long, but there are lots of evenings where, you know, I would just soon be downstairs watching TV with Margaret, just, you know, Right. And I'm sure she would like to see you once in a while. Probably would. Probably would. (laughs) More than just for your dinners ready. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and a lot of times that's what it is. You know, work during the day and all right, dinner's ready. All right. uh, Go down. And we we always watch Jeopardy every night and Uh uh, watch that. And then uh, back upstairs or down to the basement um, where, Uh where my workbench is and my bike stuff. And. And, you know, but I would like, I would, if I'm going to watch TV, I'd just soon stitch, quite frankly. Um, 
But to, to haul a bunch of stuff downstairs to do that is just not practical. Hmm. And that that was one of the reasons you wanted a room for right. all your stuff so that you didn't have to have everything right in the living room. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I got and it works out great. And I can leave stuff set up. I just put a cloth over it and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, nobody can see it, so I don't feel the pressure to put it away. Um mm-hmm. exactly. I don't but have then, to worry about the boys disturbing it. Right. Big, a big factor, a big factor. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, so there's, but that's that, that drawback that, you know, dinner's over. See you later. Yeah. Um, hmm. The only reason this really is, is getting serious consideration is that I'm looking at buying new glasses. So, mm-hmm. um, this may be a better use of the funds. Okay. Well, you're going to spend, well, I should, I shouldn't use myself as the, the, uh, example because I do spend probably a lot more on the frames than you would. Oh, I guarantee that. <laughs> Cause I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, I have eight pairs of glasses. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Okay. One here. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> my my prescription doesn't change. It, I might go up or down a diopter mm-hmm. or so from one year to the next. And when I was working and had really good eye coverage, I bought a new pair of glasses every year. So I have they're they're all different colors, you know, I can wear a different pair of glasses w- with right. different outfits. Yeah. So, you know, I treat them like jewelry. Mhm. And they're all, uh, you know, the no-line bifocals. Right. So I just put on a different pair depending on what I'm wearing. Yeah, I don't care but, if I match. <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, for that, for me, almost is as much as the craft optics were. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I, I'm I'm gonna have to do some serious thinking. Now I may just have to um, uh, bite the bullet. You could you could call your optician and say, okay, I you know I'm thinking about getting a pair of, of regular bifocals. What's you know what's that going to cost me ballpark for frames and the oh and so the other thing is the no line bifocals I think are more expensive than I I know they are they're more yeah. expensive than the the right. line bifocals. Yeah. So they wouldn't they won't be as expensive as your regular glasses, but you know that'll help you make a decision. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know if your insurance would cover some of the craft optics costs. Oh, it's worth asking, but I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked. I mean, it's an insurance company. <laughs> They're not going to pay if they <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, you know, you are getting glasses that's true it's worth a shot yeah i mean it doesn't hurt to explore all your options yeah and and the other thing is like i say they they do have sales yeah so you know watch for for a sale and they're usually a hundred dollars less for the you know the whole whole thing 
Right, right. Because, yeah, as I recall, we were talking in the three to $400 range. I may be dead wrong. Maybe they're more. For the craft optics? Yeah. Yeah, they're more. Okay. So the three to $400 range is for the glasses and the telescopes. The light is another, I don't know, two or $300. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, they are they are expensive, yeah. but you know I feel like I've really gotten my I've had them for probably two years now, and I've I think the money was the money was well spent for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the way that I use them. Yeah, made it better all the way around for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't like I say I I will use the the floor lamp when I need to. From time to time, and I'm glad that I have it because I needed it. Right. But I don't really, you know, the, the, uh, I don't have to move. Now, I know the way that you sit when you're stitching, you just move your chair and get up. But right. sitting in a, you know, a recliner or on the couch or wherever, which is where I'm usually likely to sit and stitch, I have to move the light out of the way. Yeah. So, I don't have to do that with right. the craft optics. Now I don't usually, you can, the battery has a clip on it so that you can cl- put it in a pocket or clip it on a belt. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually do that. I usually just lay it on the table. Now, if I get up and move, I have to remember to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. It's not so heavy that it, you know, it, it drags the glasses off, but you know it right away when you've forgotten to pick it up. Right. But, you know, I can pick it up and put it in my pocket and yeah. walk around to, you know, wherever I need to go. And yeah. So, you know, you have that mobility. Yep. Because, yeah, that, see, that's just it, is if I go downstairs to stitch, I have to build a cockpit in the recliner. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then to get up is a production. Yeah. Yep. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's like, never mind. I, uh-huh. I'm, I have it all upstairs. I'll just do that. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, okay. That's, that's a whole lot more on vision than I was planning on, but, uh, that's good. No, it's, um, that's very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So going back to enough light, you know, there's all kinds of task lights and things that you out there that you can get that, mm -hmm. um, you know, aren't very expensive. The problem is that, you know, you really need it over your stitching. Yeah. So if you have a task light, you know, that sits on your table next to your stitching area, it might not be close enough. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's um yeah, it, I think in gen yeah, gen, and I know in general people don't have enough light and they make it so one, hard. One thing one thing they could you could do is put a better uh a brighter light bulb in your table lamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's easier to do these days than it used to be, you know, because you had to be careful about the watts in a, you know, the old incandescent light bulbs. Right. But not anymore. The LED bulbs, you know, even one that's really super bright, you know, is way less wattage than a 100 watt bulb. Right. Right. And you get a lot more brightness out of it. So 
Yeah. Well, and, and even uh, those um, uh, strap-on lights that have a... a um, oh, like yeah, a headlamp. Yeah. Headlamp. You can get at Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever for next to nothing. Those things put out an incredible amount of light. And as long as you don't mind having it wrapped around your head, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you can, and those actually tilt and everything else. So, yeah, you, and they last on a couple of AAA batteries. They last a long time because they're just simple LED. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a, that's a simple light to, to use. And So maybe... Maybe you go with that and your new bifocals mm-hmm. instead of spending the money on the craft optics. Yeah. Ugh, too many things to think about here. All right. I got to so sort it you out. Probably, I don't know. You might even be able to use the craft optics with your bicycle stuff. Right. Are you doing oh, anything that requires little tools? and? Oh, I would. Yeah, exactly that. Because cause there's many a time when uh i'm working on some part of the bike and the light in the room is the ceiling fixtures and so when i lean my head over i create a shadow and i can't see and right yep yeah so in a case like that you wouldn't necessarily need the extra magnification so maybe the headlamp and the bifocals are a better way for you to go because Mm -hmm. that might be more useful to you yeah, more versatile. Working on the bike. Yeah. I mean, you can you can test that now. Go go get a headlamp and right. see if so this is the question is it comfortable enough to wear for a very long period of time. And so that's the other question about the craft optics. Are they heavy? And I can I they I don't notice them being heavy. Mhm. You know, I I can wear them very comfortably. Yeah. They are heavier than my regular glasses, of course, but they're not, they're not uh, annoyingly heavy. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they're pushing your nose down to your mouth or anything like that. Not at all. Yeah. No. Or, you know, like there's a, a weight on my, right. on, you know, on the bridge of my nose that is just too heavy. It, not at all. They're very, the, the frames are titanium. They're very, very lightweight. And so, okay, so that's another question. So they stay in place. So when you tilt your head down, you don't feel like they're going to fall off. So there's a a kind of a strap. Okay. That you can, you know, you it's just got one of those little toggle things on it. And you just, and the, so this is part of what they tell you. Or, uh, and I can't remember if it was in the instructions or if there was a video. There's videos, you know, on how to use them. You adjust that so that it's around your head. Mm-hmm. And so that helps support the weight. Yeah. It, you know, and, and again, it's not super tight or anything like that. It, you know, is a comfortable. And then you also um, clip the cable for the light to that. Oh, okay. And, and that goes to the battery. So, you know, that gets that cable out of your way. It's not hanging down beside your face. Yeah. It's clipped to the, the, uh, cord in the back so once you get that adjusted when you tilt your head down then you don't even think about it right no (laughs) okay all right well we need to stop but i've learned a lot so there you go (laughs) and maybe somebody else will be helped too yeah yeah 
Yep. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, Sunday is uh, Natasha Kellerman, owner of uh, Dyson Needle, and next Wednesday, Malou and Bill Bancroft of Honduras Threads will be with us, and we'll be looking at, uh, on the Stitch Hour, and we'll be looking at some of the things the ladies in Honduras make, and they're beautiful, and we're going to enjoy talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.